Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It's a new solo episode. It's the new solo structure, too. We're structuring the solo episode slightly differently, okay? We're slightly structuring and assimilating the solo episodes so you can enjoy it. No more S's in me. All of them are gone. No more S's in me. All of them are gone. The new structure is as follows. I sit on the couch and I scream as I do regularly every week for you and your loved ones and whomever you're telling about this show. And I'm assuming you're telling everybody, right? Because if you're not, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. And the, the difference will be that Sean is going to be here with me to be to act as a guardrail. I've noticed that I've gone off track a little bit these past few weeks when I do a solo episode. My mind wanders. My mind wanders. I'm like Tommy Lee Jones in No Country for Old Men. My, my mind wanders. There's different things that my mind can latch onto. Really, if you've ever seen a video of a singular brain cell, there's a, a really cool video on Twitter of a singular brain cell. And when you put it in a Petri dish and observe it under the microphone, you'll see that it reaches out. It's like a, a, a whatever it is, a neuron or whatever. It branches out and starts looking for things to attach to. It wants to attach to another cell to transmit synapses. So, so, so that's what all my brain is doing. It's reaching out for different things. It's not going to, you know, there's no prejudgment. There's no prejudice as to what my mind reaches out to. Um, and because I'm so unbiased and without prejudice and open-minded, I sometimes find myself, you know, talking about shit that really is not prevalent to you or anybody else who's ever lived um, in modern history. And so uh, we've put in place, a we've got the bumpers, we've got the side bumpers on the bowling alley, right? If I go into the gutter, bang, it's just going to hit it back. I'm like a five-year-old bowling. That's all we're doing right now, okay? We're putting up the bumpers, and uh, we're going to keep it straight and narrow, focused, okay? Focus, that's what it's about. A lot of focus, a lot of energy. A lot of focus, a lot of intensity, okay? You thought I was out of S's. I was fucking with you. I was fucking with them, Sean. I am not out of S's. I will never be out of S's, okay? The same way I won't be out of S's is the same way that Israel will never be out of ammunition to shoot an innocent Palestinian child who threw a rock at them because America funds them. The U.S. military industrial complex, there's that, there's that S again, funds Israel, okay? And um, there, it's, a, it's becoming bad on a serious note. But on a not-so-serious note, serious has two S's. Um, it's been an uh, interesting week for me. I just today um, ran out of drops for my iPhone, and now my iPhone does not uh, operate in an optimal fashion. The screen is complete. The screen looks like one of those color bars on an 80s TV when the program ends. And it makes that, that sound. It's got all the colors. My fucking, the screen of my fucking phone looks like the gay pride flag. If I opened my phone right now and showed somebody my phone, look at this, Sean. If I open my phone right now, it looks the 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 a third the left third of this looks like the fucking gay pride parade, okay. 
It's ridiculous, and I'm probably going to have to go to fucking... I'm not going to go to Verizon. Verizon sucks. I'm going to go to, like, True Talk or Patriot Wireless. Because you know what the fuck I am. I don't know what you are, but you know what the fuck I am. Patriot Wireless, we're going to get some discounted rates. I'm not going to pay Verizon rates. Yeah, they have 5G coverage everywhere. I don't need it. Everywhere I go has Wi-Fi because I'm fucking important, okay? I'm not trying to do... I'm not trying to send emails in the middle of the Sahara. I don't need to, okay? I don't need to. I live in New Jersey where... The liberals control the government and basically have a, they have a stranglehold on every aspect of culture. And with that comes a lot of really bullshit things. You, have, you can, basically can't own a gun here. And people that you interact with oftentimes are quite bitchy if you even veer into the arena of politics and conversation. However, the benefit is because nobody is self-reliant out here, Wi-Fi. There's a, an abundance of of non-independent resources, Re- resources like uh, you know grocery stores, Wi-Fi, shopping malls, uh, liquor stores, Seven Elevens. Okay, everywhere. As far as the eye can see, that's what New Jersey has because a lot of the people that live here, almost every single person that lives here, could never make it in a state like Montana where they would have to drive a half hour to get food, okay? And so there's there's pros and cons. These are, there's the pros, there's the cons, okay? And speaking of, by the way, I was in ShopRite today. It was a f- clusterfuck. ShopRite is the most ubiquitous grocery chain in New Jersey, possibly. Um, and the ShopRite that I went to is a majority Jew-Asian mix, um, and I said that with an ominous tone, but I mean no, I mean no negativity. Um, the problem is that these, I don't want to say these, the people of this sp- specific community, I know this community quite well, I've worked there for years, my girlfriend is from this community, um, the people tend to be a little uptight, they tend to be very demanding, they tend to be very, um, rigid uh, as far as their expectations when they enter the public arena, the public conversariat, the public um, space of, of not friendly interaction, but a- acquainted interaction. Sean's trying to word things to me like I can't fucking find words. I know how to find words, you fuck. Communal. Communal. The communal space, the communal aura. They're very demanding. And it was just a shit show because everybody's trying to do self-checkout. And everybody knows when you do self-checkout, it does the thing where it's like, please remove item from bagging area. Item from bagging area was removed. Please remove item from bagging area. And then the fucking probably minority store associate has to come up and scan the fucking card. And the people there, everybody's freaking out. And it's like, I felt so bad for these guys. They were running around scanning. It's like, and they were getting mad at these guys. Like, they invented the technology. Like, they were programming this out. It was like, what do you want this kid to do? This kid is fucking in high school. Probably, you know, B average. Good for him. Good for him. You know? He's not the most intelligent person in the world, but he puts his fucking mind to things. And that's more of an indicator of success than uh, high grades. It's how hard people work to get the grades that they're getting. But they're fucking screaming at this kid. And it's a shit show. This tiny parking lot, one of the most packed fucking shop rights in the area. 
and they're screaming at this kid, and he can't do anything. He's like, what do you want me to do? I'm scanning my card. What The resources that I have at my availability is to scan this card when you say something to me. That's all I can do. I can't help the fact that 10 out of 12 people that are using this technology are asking me to scan my card. I can't control that. If you don't like it, don't come to ShopRite. Okay, if you don't like it, stop eating food. Go on a hunger strike. Okay, get Munchausen by proxy and tell doctors that there's something wrong with your child to the point where they have to open him up to find exactly what you're talking about. And then it turns out there's nothing wrong with him and you're just mentally ill. And now your child has a fucking 12 inch scar starting from his nipples to his fucking scrot. And everybody's going, what happened to you? And he doesn't even remember. He's three years old. He doesn't even have a good story to tell. He can't even say my mom was insane. And she, she made doctors slice me open with a scalpel because she told everybody that there was a fucking monster inside of me. You're not doing your job. I'm off rail. You're not doing your fucking job. You need to step. You need to step the fuck in. Put your fucking. If you're gonna talk, put the fucking microphone to your mouth. I'm cracking the fuck up over here. I know, but you gotta keep me in the fucking thing, dude. P- people like. It's the. Po- I, I don't know what the point was. Israel's bombing Palestine, and it's not like everybody in Palestine is a fucking. You know, an, an amazing person. They have that fucking Hezbollah. And they fucking quarter themselves in residential areas in Palestine. Um, and then when Israel bombs Hezbollah, that the, the headquarters or whatever, that the operative base that happens to be in a residential area, of course, they say, well, you bombed residential areas. Well, that's where also where Hezbollah is. But to be fair, Israel does that too. And also, again, we need to, we need to start looking at the contextualization of the situation where it's like, yes... Israel, if is if they throw, you know, everybody goes, oh, Palestine tries to bomb Israel. Why shouldn't they retaliate? It's like, well, yeah, but there's a, it's a false equivalency. But they have the Iron Dome, thanks to Reagan, and every other fucking president since him. And so they haven't been bombed. And if they have been bombed, it's because they were fucking off. It's, dude, do you you know how hard it is for Palestine to slip a bomb in there? Everybody should go. Hey, that's pretty fucking good, dude. That's like fucking. That's like trying to. Sl- that's like that's like completing a a fifty yard touchdown pass against the fucking two thousand and twelve Seattle Seahawk uh, Seahawks uh, secondary when they had Richard Sherman, Browner, Earl Thomas, and fucking I forget the other corner, the Legion of Boom they called them. It's a false equivalency. There's many a times where you hear a story in the Western media about how. You know, Israel forces kill a 12-year-old boy. And you go, holy shit. And then in the, the immediately you go, yeah, but the 12-year-old boy was the aggressor. And you go, oh, okay. But then you read a little further and you go, oh, he threw a rock and then they shot him in the face. Well, you know, there's got to be a happy medium here, ladies and gentlemen. Israel's getting a little out of hand, don't you think? They They pretty much fucking... I mean, they they played a heavy role in firing up the people involved in 9-11. One of the main fucking people, one of the main operatives involved in 9-11 stated that the main reason that he wanted to uh, join Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda 
was Operation Grapes of Wrath, which was when Israel bombed, uh, it was a Lebanese, Lebanese fucking, it was like a Lebanese hospital full of children. It was bad. It was a blatant war crime funded by America, perpetrated by Israel. Why wouldn't he want to fucking fly a plane into a building here? Ask yourself that. You say, it was horrible what they did on 9-11. Yeah, so maybe we should start looking at what caused them to hate us so much. Yeah? I'm not saying that it was an appropriate reaction. But I am saying that the reaction was caused by something. Was it not? Was it not? If that kid at ShopRite would have smacked that dumb bitch in the face for yelling at him, I would have said, hey, that's, that's, that's an unnecessary reaction. That's an unnecessary reaction to a woman unfairly expressing her frustration and taking it out on you. It's an unfair reaction. However, if we contextualize it, we see why he did it. We see why he did it. Did he do the right thing in response to it? No, not necessarily. No, but we can see why he did it. And so instead of just focusing heavily on everybody else that's doing it, we got the Chinese spy balloon flying over Montana and North Carolina. We just shot it down. Everybody's talking about, oh, China, they're fucking trying to spy on us. Well, okay. But whatever, whatever espionage China is perpetrating on America, America is perpetrating 50 times the espionage against its own citizens. So do you, let me ask you something. Is, is, is the Chinese government any more immoral than the American government? Now, some people will happily say yes. My HelloFresh box is here. Some people will happily say yes. Others will say... Uh, this is a very complex issue. There's a gray area. I'm not entirely sure. And then other people will say, hell no, it's not fucking any more immoral than the American uh, intelligence community. It's not any more uh, moral than the American military-industrial complex. I mean, how many fucking military bases do we have in the, in the uh, Southwest Pacific? Like 40, 30? And guess where the missiles are pointed? Not Japan. Contextualize things. It's about it's it's about context, folks. It's important to contextualize things. Okay? Without context, things become odd. It you find yourself almost in the ether. You you find yourself untethered to anything uh even merely uh close to reality. And that when when people start to do that, Society drifts in the direction of which we see our society drifting today. Sort of lost. There's no real moral foundation. Um, no common goal. Right? It's the lack of context and knowledge surrounding the, con- uh, the context. It just, it's, it, you get in a weird place. You get in a weird place. You feel like you're in a, a twilight zone. That's what people say. You say, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. That's what people say. They say, oh, this is weird. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. I tell you what, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. I was at 7-Eleven the other day. 
And there's a gentleman behind me uh, who was courteous. He was, there was nothing, you know, he, he did nothing to me. But I was at the counter checking out, and then he kind of, you know, snuggled up next to me and put his shit on the counter directly next to mine. Um, and I kind of went, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's odd that they, he did that. It's kind of weird. It's clearly has no sense of social boundaries, but it's not enough to get angry or anything. But I did kind of just by chance make eye contact with him. And when he saw that I, that we had made eye contact, he took that opportunity while he had my attention to point into sort of a back room off to the left behind the counter with his mittens on. He had mittens, so he didn't point with a particular finger. He had he pointed with all four, I'm assuming. I don't think he curled up his fingers in his mittens and pointed with one. I think he just did all four. And he pointed back to that back room, and he goes, there's little girls in there. That's all he said. He didn't say it, like, loud, so other people in the facility could hear us. He said it directly to me. Those words were only for my ears. From thine mouth, he said, there's little girls in there. And he didn't say it as a joke. And so, you know, I immediately got in to my car afterwards. I called Sean. I called Sean. I called you. And I said, there is. there was a guy who said that, you know, there's little girls in there. And we were trying to, you know, deduce, debunk, and analyze in every angle that we could to find out exactly what the fuck was going on. Um, and we really didn't settle on any one or two reasonable analyses of the situation. Why? We didn't have context. I didn't have context. He said that to me out of context. He didn't explain. He didn't uh, establish any type of credibility as to why he would know for a fact that there's little girls in there, in that back room. Um, it was a lack of context that made the situation feel untethered to reality. The lack of context, folks. We have to have knowledge or enough knowledge to understand and provide context when we're discussing things in the cultural arena, in the political arena, in the societal conversariat as a whole. We have to be able to provide context, comprehend context, and critically think and analyze context. Oh, you're telling me to wrap it up about context. You could just say it in the mic. You have to say it in the mic. Otherwise, it's not funny. If you just do, if you just do what you did, you're a douche. But if you say it on mic, then it's funny. It was on mute. Sorry. We'll say wrap it up now. Wrap it up. Okay. We're gonna wrap it up about context. Biden is giving the State of the Union this Tuesday, and I will have this out certainly before then. And I am going to play. We have exclusive 
leaked tapes of the Biden State of the Union. Just me and Sean. We have leaked exclusive secret fucking tapes of the Biden State of the Union. Now, many people might say, Zach, wouldn't Biden speak about the economy when he's, when he's going to address the union? Would he speak about jobs created? Would he speak about gas prices were at one time five under his administration? Now they're down to 350. What's he going to speak about? Now you're going to know. I'm giving you the cutting edge of information. Okay? And let me tell you something. What he's going to speak about may shock you. And I think it's going to shock Republicans, and I think it's a good strategy. I think it's a very good strategy by him to throw them off. See, it gets worse, my screen. Um, all right. These are two cuts that we will uh, be listening to Joseph Robert Biden uh, addressing the state of the union, addressing the, the union and explaining the state of it in uh, February of 2023. Let me pull it up. My fellow Americans, you know what? It's with a heavy heart that I got to tell you, we low-key packing some real hood rat shit. Area 51, my trap house inside a mountain sun. We building the enterprise, 1701 with drug money, brack. Banging out eight gram rocks with Anunnaki at the Pentagon, brack. That TR-3B leave a nigga feeling like a schizo. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Found it on Mars, nigga. We down in dumbs vibing with that paperclip pack. We got niggas going off that 5G shooting up the spot without even knowing it, bruh. Moonbased marine niggas hitting that stem pack and doming grays on site. Said brap brap with that basement AR build, bruh. M4 with that EOTech still goaded with the sauce. On God, we leaving the planet soon, bruh. 1488, nigga, we the fourth right crew. I miss my nigga Adolf like you wouldn't believe. Um, shocking, folks. Um, you know, I, I'm not one to impose any bias when it comes to doling out political strategy, and you folks know that. I've often given the libs and the repubs strategy free of charge. Um, and this is certainly a shakeup. I am wondering how Ron DeSantis... And Trump and Nikki Haley is saying that she's going to run for president, um, how they would respond to this. I mean, this is very clearly uh, substantive uh, content. You know, I think that people are sick of hearing about the failing economy and the flood of migrants at the border and the ever-reducing value of the American dollar. I don't think they want to hear about that. I do think that they want to hear about leaving the planet with wor a word that I can't say and won't say because I don't say it. So it's in, in, you know, we'll see how he threads those two subjects together. You know, I mean, these are clearly two pieces of a, of a much longer speech that he's going to give. But um, we're going to see how they, they tie in to each other. One of the markings of a fantastic speech, of a fantastic monologue, diatribe, soliloquy, is the ability to fluidly move into one subject after another and tie them in. Tie them into each other like a beautiful Stephen King narrative. 
all circling back to the main point that you started with. There are certain elements of a speech that make them stand out. Obviously, the spoken word aspect of it, your presence on stage, how you deliver it, stressing specific syllables. These things matter in a speech. And so I'm interested to see how he is going to tie this all in. Clearly, he's rehearsed this. And um, I'm excited, personally. You know, Tom Brady retires one day, and the next day, Joe Biden is talking about, you know, he's just doing shit. Talking about fucking when trans women die, when, you know, geographers 2,000 years from now dig up their bones, they're not going to say that this person was a woman, they're going to say this person was a man. Which is an interesting uh, concept. It brings back, there is a very fundamental inaccuracy about there being more than two genders because science provides two genders. Social science provides 532. Science provides two genders. And it's, it's, it's detectable by tests that I couldn't even begin to understand. So there is something fundamental about the two-gender... Here's what I'll say. I don't think... They say there's a gender spectrum, Sean. There's a gender spectrum. I don't believe in that. I believe that the genders are two, and they will, there will be no more than two. But how a person relates to those two genders can be a spectrum. There are men who can feel a bit more feminine than another man. There are women who can feel a bit more masculine than another female. But the fact of the matter is, femininity is still always going to be tied to female. Masculinity is still always going to be tied to male. Why? Why? It's because those are the two. There's two ends of the spectrum. Which, by the way, that's another thing. You keep saying it's a spectrum. As if the spectrum... Um, is overlaid with multiple points, multiple equal points throughout it. It's like, okay, but what are the endpoints of both of the... Uh, the endpoints are male and female. And so the only thing that you're trying to do is overlay a template with more fucking dots to say, well, this one right here is actually this. It's non-binary. If, non, if you're right in the middle, if you're asexual, non-binary, you're right in the middle. If you're gender fluid, you're right in the middle. You can go both. If you're tomboy, you're more female than male, but you're closer to the middle than you would be toward the feminine side. If you're a fucking, uh, you know, a fiery queer like Freddie Mercury, God bless the man. Quite an overbite. Had a lot of songs. I've noticed. A lot of fucking songs that really didn't, they weren't that good. But he made so many songs that he had enough to be good to have a documentary made about him and to have my father fucking play his fucking CD over and fucking over again in a 99 Honda Accord. You are closer to the middle than you are to the male side, probably, or in the middle, but you're still closer to male than female. Everything that people are trying to make of this gender spectrum still has 
relativity to the two endpoints on the spectrum. It's still a comparison to the endpoints on the spectrum. Why? Because the endpoints are the genders, you dumb fucks. I'm screaming in my apartment, and there's no soundproof in here. And so I'm quite certain that everybody in this apartment is sick of my shit. Interesting take, though, that Biden took. I'm very, uh, very big. Just so you know, anybody who took those seriously, that wasn't Joe Biden, obviously. Obviously. You fucking you guys are smart. You know better than that. Um, it's this AI-generated thing where you, I mean, you literally, the first video where he was talking about trans people, it literally, I mean, it was his face, the mouth was moving perfectly, it sounded like him, but not really like him because now he sounds a little, he's a little slurred, you know? He's, if, if, Joe, if Joe Biden was cogent, that's the problem with AI, you know, they haven't really adjusted it to, to be, you know, Joe Biden now, but Joe Biden back when he was cogent, that sounded like him, and it looked like him saying it. It looked like him saying it, you know, and Joe Biden now, it's a shame because he used to be kind of a spitfire. He used to be kind of a salty motherfucker. He would have been the one back in the 90s. He would have been the one to be able to debate Trump because Joe Biden could talk shit. He was a liar. He lied about like graduating top of his class at wherever the fuck he went. He lied about getting multiple degrees. He was a a persistent liar and he didn't give a fuck. He just liked to talk shit. And he liked the tension. Who does that sound like? Donald fucking Trump. The problem is he slid into, to use a word that uh, Joe Biden's AI voice used, he slid into the abyss, the sweet, cold abyss of dementia before he could uh, go one-on-one with Donald Trump. But if there was a person to take on Donald Trump, it was the 90s Joe Biden. Maybe Hunter has a big dick. and uh, Yeah, you got to talk into the mic. But... Yeah, everybody, every, everybody's... Whatever the fuck I want. Well, listen, easy, partner. See, Sean gets headphones on, and he fucking goes back to his days of his internship, of his audio production internship, when he was working with Dave fucking whatever his name was. The guy from Tattoo... Pla- what is it? Ink Masters. Who did you work with? Dave Navarro. Bring the... F- it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Okay, can you hear? I'm fine, bitch. I can hear everything. They don't care about me. They want to hear you. Don't sell yourself short like that. They like you. They want you. They feel you. They need you. They know you. They know you. They want you. They 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 they, they relate to you. Um. But Biden now, unfortunately, is. I mean, he's gone. There's and there's nothing we can do about it. Biden sounds like the guy at the bar who's trying to defend himself against. He's hammered. And his girlfriend saying, "You're hammered. We gotta go." He's like, "Come on, man. what are you talking about? What are you, I'm not even fucking hammered. I'm like, what are you talking about? You guys, he's, he's serving drinks. We're having a good time, man. What are you talking? About? I don't even know what he's talking about. Come on, man. That's Joe Biden. He is the ridiculously hammered guy at the bar who was called out by his girlfriend, and now to show her, he's gonna fucking drive." And she's gonna go to her fucking girlfriends because she's not gonna, you know, she's not gonna take this shit from a from a, a man because she's already had a man who was a little abusive when he got drunk, and that's how she has that permanent scar on the back of her neck. Okay, 
That's Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a drunk guy at a bar who's been called out by his girlfriend with a permanent scar on the back of her neck. Okay? And Donald Trump... Well, Trump is not in any way, shape, or form somebody who's touched alcohol or even acts like it. He's He acts like the guy who um, has run out of insults. He's getting roasted. He's in high school. Trump's in high school. He's getting roasted by his friend group. And they're like, you're a fucking idiot. Look at those dumb fucking pants. Look at that fucking dumb head of hair and those dumb fucking pants. I can see your ankles. I can see your fucking swollen ankles, you dumb fuck. And then because he's ran out of compliments, he goes, because this is how it always goes. Somebody goes, you're a fucking faggot. And then he goes, you're gay. I'm not gay. You're gay. Everybody's gay. Not me. I'm not gay. I'm the least gay man. And then he's running. So basically... You know, and I don't. I doubt that Joe Biden will run again. I can't imagine that they think that they can prop him up for another fucking four years. But if he were to run, if it was Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, basically we're dealing with the drunk guy at a bar who's trying to defend himself against his sober girlfriend for calling him out for being way too drunk and way too loud versus the teenage boy who's getting the shit roasted out of him by his friend group and has ran out of insults, so he's just saying shit. He's just throwing shit up against the wall. I saw his mom. His mom was uh, his ugly, ugly. I've never seen a mom like that. So, and that's cool. That's fun, by the way. The, the, these types of politicians, we've entered a stage in American history where it no longer matters whether or not somebody is an effective leader. And it tr- I mean that truly. Because the president isn't the person who runs the country. The president has very little effect or impact on how the country runs. It's the, you know, obviously the administrative state, the swamp, some people call it, the bureaucracy, special interests, global elites that have infiltrated our, uh, our House, our Senate, and every level of, of, of uh, government. Sorry, I'm burping up Gardettos. Um, it's lobbying groups. It's the intelligence communities. Um, and it's monopolies that have intertwined themselves so tightly with the government that it's quite indistinguishable at this point. So it doesn't matter who the president is. So at least, this is what you can take solace in, folks. At least we're seeing very entertaining figures embarrass themselves on the national stage to fight for a position that doesn't matter while our country goes down the steep slope of tyranny, fascism, and what will probably eventually end in some type of genocide. Lord knows who's going to get the tail end of that. You might say it's the Jews because they seem to always be the tail end of a genocide, but Maybe not, because we're very pro-Israel. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. We did it to fucking Libya already. Rwanda, or, well, that wasn't really ours. Yemen. Uh, Yemen's rough. We are committing a genocide in Yemen. But who cares? (laughs) Who gives a shit about that, right? Nobody gives a shit about that. Okay? Nobody gives a shit about Yemen. There are babies starving on dirt roads. It's like, I don't, what the fuck, it's Black History Month, who cares? 
we have to unveil a, a a bronze statue of Martin Luther King Jr. hugging Coretta Scott King that kind of looks like the human centipede in I don't even know what city. It's important. Black History Month is here. It's February. It was in Boston. Sean says it was in Boston. I believe him. And because uh, if there's anybody that embodies the fucking spirit of Boston, it's Sean. Cl- it's Sean. Um, <laughs> I about fucking spilled beans there. Would you like to know my address as well? Yeah, I'll, I'll your sosh. This is like the fucking guy who wanted to know your daughter's name. By the way, I think he still listens. Just so you know, I'm glad that you have the enthusiasm to ask about that. It's just you can't. We can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't ask somebody's child's name, who's a producer. I feel like I ragged on him, and that was just not my best moment. Yeah. So we understand why you did it. You're just enthusiastic. We're not saying that you were trying to go there and fucking scalp the scalp the girl. It's just. We're not going to give her your name, or you're not going to give you her name. That's, you know. And I already gave up the first two letters of last name. So if we give your first, if we give you her first name, you're going to know who it is. Um, Black History Month is here. Uh, what are we at? When did we start? How many bars? Um, we are at 1,200 bars. Okay, we're sitting pretty. We're sitting pretty. We're all right. Um, it's Black History Month. I don't really have anything to say about Black History Month. I mean, we just saw the fucking... Th- I said what I had to say about fucking... You know, because Black History Month is no longer about... Really, when you think about it. In America, especially. It's not about celebrating the roots of African culture. You know, pushing education of the... of the You know, insanely powerful African dynasties... Uh, you know, of the, I believe it was the 17th century, 18th century, I don't even fucking know. You know, um, there was, I forget the name of the African, I mean, I mean Ava, I've read about it, and I don't even know that much about it. Um, there was a, I forget the name of the fucking, the Mali, something like that, a Mali dynasty in northern Africa that actually ended up saving the Romans during um, a... Uh, a food crisis. What do you call that? A famine. Rome would have it was having a famine, and they helped them out. They traded. They also introduced to Rome um, aqueducts to flood clean water into their society. Um, you know, and and there's there's a there's a beauty in in studying the Northern African dynasties and Africa African dynasties as a whole. Um, but instead, we study. You know. George Floyd, which I I don't think we should forget George Floyd. Um, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we should. You know, although in in Newark they they erected a statue of George Floyd, and I am not entirely sure why they did that. He was killed by a psycho. Um, but he also pointed a gun at a pregnant woman's stomach. So, eh, statue worthy. He is doing God's work. That's a good point, Sean. Um, and that would lead to, you know, that would be evidence of the black Israelites' uh, argument that the black people are the 12th tribe of Israel and uh, that they are God's true people, not the Jews as we know them today. Not the Jews we see in the shop right, okay? Fucking yelling at fucking black, yelling at the true fucking Israelites. Um, it's weird to me how we how we embrace Black History Month. We embrace... 
you know, bad history perpetrated upon the black race in this country, which is very, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. We definitely should be able to study that and analyze it um, objectively and be able to go, yes, this is, this is what happened. This is how it affected the black community. This is how we could possibly rectify it or possibly attempt to evolve. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that, but also... It's odd that Black History Month contains no education of legitimate black history outside of America. Why is that? And and just it just you know it's not like it's not just white scholars conservatives pushing for this to not be taught. I have not heard a fuck it there's very few Kabakamine is one um and people in the Hotep community, they do push this, but that's a very, very small community. I don't really even hear black people push to learn about um, African tribalism, African history, the dynasties that have thrived that thrived there for, I like think thousands of years, at least hundreds, longer than America's been here. So it's odd how we embrace black history. It's like all of black history is in fucking Chicago. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, the Bulls were good in the fucking early 90s. I get it. It's not like... I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like if we're going to embrace black history in one month... We have a whole month. We do George Floyd one day. Rodney King the next day. How the Polynesians were possibly... uh directly from Africa and navigated their way to South America, and that's why the Olmec statue heads have African features like wider nostrils and bigger lips. And that's not racist, by the way. That's a true analysis of the situation. Then we do uh, Freeway Rick Ross pushing crack in L.A. that was being supplied by, most likely, according to Gary Webb, who is now mysteriously dead, uh, was being supplied by the cocaine and crack that was being supplied to America by the Nicaraguan rebels in trade for weapons to fight the communist insurgency, which was, by, by the way, which was um, uh, oversaw by Ronald Reagan and facilitated by Bill Clinton because they were running those drugs and those weapons out of the Mena, Arkansas airport where Bill Clinton was the governor. And that's where you get the story of the boys on the tracks. They stumble across a drop point. These two boys, they're found dead on the tracks. They say, oh, this is what the fucking medical examiner said. The, the official death report was that they got too high on marijuana, passed out on the railroad tracks, and got ran over. But when they exhumed, when the, when the, uh, the, the parents sued and said, we want the bodies exhumed and we want an independent autopsy um, done, all of a sudden there was blunt force trauma on the head, there was clear stab wounds, and it was determined that these boys were dead even before they were laid on the tracks, but he will, you know, listen. This is, again, guardrail. Not Black History Month. Although, Freeway Rick Ross. But I'm saying, that was who was, like, so, so I'm just saying, there's, there's 28 days in February. Okay? We give, we give one day to not, it's Valentine's Day. That's the only day we, we will say, hey, none of this black shit. Unless it's black love. Unless it's black love. Nothing more beautiful. There's only one day that we take out of the month that we're not supposed to be able to allow ourselves to be enriched with the 
African historical education and the black history of America. And so it's like you would think that we would evenly distribute those things. We'd actually try to encapsulate um, a real lesson plan as far as, and not just schools, you would think that media would run long stories about the history of the Mali dynasty. Um, you know, even the darker parts of African history, how Western African, uh, you know, the people in the upper echelons of Western African society were trading black slaves for things like guns uh, when Europe arrived. A lot of people have this, this, this idea that Europeans just showed up and raided all of Africa and stole every slave. That's not true. We kidnapped... We, well, I shouldn't say we. I always say we. God. What the fuck am I doing? Um, Europeans definitely did kidnap. Um, but a large portion, the majority of them, were sold to the Europeans. Traded. Because there was a large portion of, of people who, who were slaves in North... Western Africa at the time because, again, you have dynasties. At the, and at this time, you have dynasties that are creating hierarchies, which include slaves. It's the same thing with British history, with feudalism. It's the same thing. They called them peasants. People had, and they did have slaves. There were other slaves. And they weren't fucking, they were Irish, they were Scottish. Um, you know, the Aztec had slaves. They had enslaved the other fucking Native American tribes in South America. That's why the Spanish, when they went down there, were able to beat the Aztecs. It's because they fucking partnered with all the other tribes. You thought that a hundred Spaniards could go down there and take out a fucking million Aztecs? No, sir. They had to partner with all the other tribes, and the other, all the other tribes hated the Aztec because they were slaves. And so basically... I'm saying about Black History Month. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know why we engage with it the way we, that we do. I would do it differently. Let's focus on Africa. Yeah. George Washington Carver. Peanut butter. The Chinese spy balloon. What are we at right now? Uh, we're at 1480. All right. Chinese spy balloon was detected over the skies of Montana. And those are big skies. <laughs> <laughs> and it traveled its way to North Carolina... And it was shot down. And I, you know, I don't know about fucking, I don't know about the Chinese. People are like, it's a Chinese. See, a Chinese. Oh, Chinese. And it's like, I don't know. I don't. Uh, okay. But yes, maybe it was Chinese. It was a Chinese spy balloon. I don't care. I don't care. What is what are the Chinese going to gather about me that the U.S. government doesn't already have? And what are they going to use it against me for? Like, the American government are the people that are that are, you know, taxing the shit out of me, 
telling me I can't collect rainwater to drink and that we can't use raw milk. That's fucking weird. Okay? It's not the Chinese government that's putting freedom restrictions on me. It's the U.S. government. It's not the the Chinese government pricing me out of the market. That's the U.S. government. That's the Federal Reserve. It's not the Chinese devaluing the fucking uh, uh, value of the U.S. dollar. It's the fucking Federal Reserve printing so much goddamn money that a dollar is no longer worth a shit. It's not the Chinese government getting us into endless wars year after year after year after year. They sent a balloon. They sent a balloon for us to look at. Okay? Who knows? Maybe they were trying to entertain the retarded. Who am I? I I don't care. You say China's a threat. It's like, we're the biggest threat to ourselves. Our government is the biggest threat to us. Our government is the biggest threat to us. We have like 30 fucking military bases surrounding China. They send a balloon. And we get pissed. And I listen, I'm not a fan of China. It's not like I am a fan of the Chi- the red fucking Chinese. China. They got a lot of Chinese over there in China. They don't know what they're looking at. I'm not a you know, I think that they run their country as a true dictatorship. I feel bad for the citizens. I think they, they're they very oppressive, and, you know, what the government wants, the government does. I don't think it's a good example for how to run a society. It's bad. I'm saying it's bad. No good, no bueno China. Bad China. Naughty. But the idea, I mean, the people that are getting riled up about a Chinese spy balloon, uh, and maybe it isn't a spy balloon, because I've been watching Alex Jones clips, and I'll get to that. It's not anything that people should get mad at if they're not getting mad at their own government on a consistent basis. That's what I'll say. If you're mad about the Chinese spy balloon, And every single day for the past fucking mm, 2002 to 2023, 11 years, or no, 20 years, 21 years, you haven't been saying at least as harsh of things about the U.S. government. You're intellectually inconsistent. You guys know about intellectual consistency. So the people that are mad at the Chinese, they're like, they're spying on us. It's like, okay, but there's no need. Don't get riled up about a fucking balloon. I used to like balloons. I heard people in the 80s who did coke who got real paranoid. They'd tie bags of fucking coke to balloons, and then if the cops knocked on the door, they'd put it out their window, and it would just kind of float there until the cops were gone. It could be an old wives' tale, though. What do I know? I don't know anything. But I do know that getting 
riled up about a fucking Chinese balloon um, with the presumption that it's here to to uh, commit espionage is really no reason to get mad at all. They're like, they're looking at our military bases. What if they want to strike our military bases? It's like, if you, do you understand that if China struck the mainland of America, however weak you think the American military is, China is a hell of a lot weaker. There's this idea that Chinese, like, because we have this woke military, which is, I'm not saying it's good. There's fucking, you have fags running around. I get it. And fags not in the gay way. I mean, fags in the fag way. There's a difference between a, 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 a fag that equals gay, but there's fags that equal fags, you know? I'm not saying fag in a gay way. I'm saying fag in a fag way. We got fags running around in the military, sort of gallivanting. These people, they don't fucking walk or run. They gallivant. They fucking gallivant and they preach. They don't analyze, they don't listen, and they don't fucking, uh, they don't fucking solution. And that's right. I use solution as a verb. You can solution something out. I'm solutioning something right now. I'm solutioning the fucking whole circumstance surrounding the Chinese spy balloon. They don't do anything. They're there for the culture war. All I want to happen is no war. I don't want a culture war. I don't want an economic war. And I sure as hell don't want a hot war. Not with China. We'd still fuck them up, though. Again... The point was, however weak you think our military is, if you don't think that if uh, America was attacked on their homeland, whoever did it. I mean, you, we dropped two fucking atom bombs on Japan when they were ready to surrender in World War II. I mean, what the fuck do you think's going to happen if somebody attacks the mainland? Dude... Nine, somebody did attack a main, uh, the mainland in 9-11. Now a million people from a country that didn't even do it are dead. You think somebody's going to want to fuck with us? I don't believe so, but I have been listening to Alex Jones, and he has been saying that China has been working on electromagnetic attacks for the past decade, I believe he said. And electromagnetic... Um, incident could really wipe us out. I believe the electromagnetic attack would take out all electricity, Wi-Fi, you know, basically the things that America runs on, it would completely be destroyed. The The electric grid, the power grid would be destroyed. They're going to get rid of Duncan's... Um, you know, the only people that could probably prove that America doesn't run on Duncan is fucking China with an electromagnetic attack. Because people would still go there to get their stupid fucking coffee. Diarrhea water. Um, and that's interesting. That's an interesting prospect, too. But again, if they, if, they, if they shut down... If China shut down the entire American power grid for three days, say, um, one, the retaliation would be everybody in their country would die, and then other people in other countries, because we just, we as soon as we got back up, all nukes would be a go. And their economy would shatter. 
if three days of without economic American economic activity, the world economy would go into a fucking depression. And China is more intertwined with the American economy than anybody the fuck else. So unless they had a death wish, they won't. They won't. They won't. It's that simple. That's what I think about the Chinese spy balloon. It's funny that it got shot down, though. It would have been funnier if somebody else, like a resident with a fucking AR, shot it down. It'd be very funny. Some fucking Packers fan. He just got done watching the fucking Caleb Presley barstool interview with Aaron Rodgers, and he sees a fucking balloon over his house. He goes, what the fuck is that? That is fucking in my airspace. And he goes out and he shoots it down. Cause, and he didn't even think it was Chinese. He just thought it was some fucking kid in the neighborhood you know, flying a drone over his house. These mountain people. It's not even Wisconsin. The Appalachians. They'll fucking shoot something down. But it's down now. And I don't know how China will respond, but who cares? I don't care. Nothing matters. The only path, the only end point to this sort of teetering of, of hot war with China and Russia, the only end path is, is nukes. And if that's the case, then it doesn't matter, because if nukes do start a-flying, you're done anyway. What? We're all a dying. We're all a dying. Um, that's it though, folks. What do we have right now? Yeah, that's the f- that's about the f- fuck enough. Um, we got to get to the list, folks. We got to get to the list. Um, you know, I was debating what the list should be. There were a couple of, there was a silver and bronze medalist uh, topic list that I um, just kind of ended up coming up with when I was trying to think of the list. And I, I suppose I, I would like to share those two ideas with you before I even start the list. The bronze medalist was um, uh, things to get your girlfriend on Valentine's Day, which obviously would have been irreverent and hilarious things. Um, because Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, the next thing was a, and this ties very closely into the list that we're going to go into. Um, people who are, who are more inept at their jobs than doctors at an urgent care. Right? That was the silver, that was a runner up. That was the silver medalist, that was a runner up. But we do have a gold medalist. And uh, I thought it I thought it better to, to go with this one than the uh, the doctor one. It's people that are harder to get along with than the front desk woman at an urgent care. Now I personally this was all based on my girlfriend's been sick lately. Uh, she's like for two weeks and she has asthma. She has some fucking respiratory problems that she's been dealing with. So she's kind of been in and out of urgent care. And uh, you know this is just her relaying her complaints to me and um you know i identified with all the complaints that she had from going to urgent care so i'm beginning to think that this is a pattern that other people must relate to so i decided let me explore this okay a list of people that are harder to get along with than the front desk woman at an urgent care number one 
People with anything other than a dog or a cat as a pet. I don't want to fucking see your snake. If you let the mouse out, I'm going to stomp on it. Fish are not even... Just anybody who doesn't have a cat or a dog as a pet, I'm not going to get along with. And maybe that's me. Maybe it's me. But I'm not going to get along with them. Next one. People who are constantly quoting movies and TV shows to people. Stop it. Stop it. If they've seen the movie, they know the quote and they don't need to hear it again. If they haven't seen it, they're not going to get it anyway. Knock it off. It's about enough from you. Next one, leather jacket guys. And it's not, I'm not even talking about the guys who every once in a while put on a leather jacket. I'm, you know what I mean. When I say leather jacket guys, there's other things than just the leather jacket, right? Speaking too loudly in public. Hmm? Always like kind of like smacking you, like shoving you and smacking you, talking too close to you, slightly overweight but still wears clothes like he's not slightly overweight. Leather jacket guys, right? Guys who say, I'm not going to get married, and they pretend that they don't actually want to have a long-term relationship because they're the fucking bachelor. But the fact of the matter is they're very emotionally insecure and have not had any type of meaningful connection with anybody since their fucking mother died of a heroin overdose at the age of 19. Enough, sir. Take the jacket off, get a job, and find yourself a nice girlfriend who, yes, she's a bit emotionally unstable, but she's the best that you could do at this point. Next one, climate change uncles. I don't want to go to an extended family event and hear my uncle start talking about how we need to invest in fucking wind turbines. And it's not even about politics. I don't care. Wind turbines, whatever. I don't give a shit. I think... Personally, that when I'm driving down I-90 in South Dakota and I see an 18-wheeler carrying one of those fucking turbines that looks huge, it distracts me. Personally, I like the look of it. I like the aesthetic of like that curvature of the fucking blade that goes on the wind turbine. It distracts me. Sometimes I veer off and I hit the fucking side of the interstate where they've got all the bumps and I fucking my nuts rattle. But I don't want to fucking hear about it at a goddamn family event because, one... Somebody's going to disagree with you, and then we're going to have to sit there quietly while you two shout at each other. Okay? And two, you're fucking gay. Don't do that. Don't be a fucking grown man who... I don't care if you care about climate change. Hey, good, good. You care about conservation, saving the planet. Hey, Steve Irwin, do your thing. Shut the fuck up about it, though. I don't want to hear about it at a family event. This is not a sanctioned event with Greta Thunberg and Al Gore talking about methods of sustainable fucking fuel. I don't give it. It's not the time or the place. There's time and place for things. Next one. Guys who wear gloves when they do the dishes. 
Now I will be I I'm a bit I'm being selfish here because I used to like to do that because when I my fingers get pruned I get very uncomfortable I have to keep my hands in a fist I think I do have I've oftentimes made fun of people who quote have sensory issues but I think I do because whenever my hands get pruned I have I keep my fists bald so my my fingertips don't touch the air and then if I touch paper I gag so I don't know maybe I I don't know I don't know next one uh, guys with those tires that slant in a little I don't even know <laughs> I don't know what that is do you know what that is can somebody fucking tell me what is it for uh I don't know. I always thought, like, sometimes when I see it, when I see the first tire slanted in, I'm like, oh, that guy got his car fucked up. But then it's both. Then you see all four? Yeah. I, do you have to turn the wheel more to just get a, take a left? I don't understand. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that's for. I don't know if it's for aesthetic purposes only. I don't know if it's for performance purposes. Um, all I know is it can't necessarily be good for the wear of the tire. Because the insides are just going to get fucked. And, dude, it's like, why are you doing this on purpose? I fucking, you know how many fucking people who are like, I need inserts because I pronate. You're pronating your tires on purpose. What the fuck, dude? You're going to fuck up your car's knees and hips. You're fucking up your, your car's knees and hips. But I'm not going to get along with them. I'll tell you that much. Just based on the fucking Mitsubishi with a spoiler that they're driving, even if they, call, even if the tires weren't slanted in, because it's never a fucking, you know, you're never going to come across a fucking Lexus with the cars t- uh, turned in, are you? That's not going to be the tires turned in. You're not going to fucking, you're you're not going to turn. Yeah, no, 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 none of that. There's no pigeon-toed Mercedes. Um, women holding signs. Doesn't matter what they're fucking holding the sign about. Doesn't matter what they're protesting. You will not be able to get along with them. It could be somebody who's who's saying, I think that I should be able to do whatever I want when I have a fucking baby in my body and I don't think that the government should be able to touch my body or dictate what I should be able to do with my body. And you could go up and say, hey, I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm completely on your side. I think, that, I think that aborting babies is a human right and that we should be able to abort babies after they're born. She would still get fucking cunty with you. It's women with signs. As soon as you put a fucking sign in a woman's hands, they feel like they're goddamn royalty. They get cunty, okay? They get cunty. The only fucking demographic of women that do not get cunty with a sign in their hands are crossing guards because they're looking out for those children. Cheering. Just cheering. Yes, is the stereotypical crossing guard a heavyset black woman? Sure. Is it racist that I said cheering because of that? Yes. But we should explore all aspects of Black History Month. Okay? Next one. The middle-aged male high school girls volleyball coach. This is an interesting one. One, they're bald, but they do have facial hair. Usually a goatee, but sometimes a full beard. But the beard is not bushy. It's tightly uh, trimmed to the face. That is because he has lost um, 
his ability to to or physically just there's no definition between his neck and his chin anymore because he gained a little weight and he's a little self-conscious about that so he grew a beard to try to define it a little bit more a lot of sweatpants a lot of shorts a lot of intensity where it's not needed okay come on girls let's go girls a lot of that energy if you're just fucking sitting there talking to him i don't need to come on girls let's go girls Get your head in the game energy when I'm sitting there trying to fucking just have a nice conversation. Okay? And Lord knows if you bring up anything, anything that could be considered somewhat intellectual, you're going to lose them. You're going to lose them. This is somebody who probably frequented East Bay very heavily in the early 2000s. And that's a very specific reference East Bay is now shut down. But at one time, it was the mecca of finding cool basketball shoes and sports equipment. He frequented that site. He fucking spent more time on that site than he did with his son. And he's there. He's coaching girls volleyball. You go, dude, get the fuck out of here. Your child graduated 23 years ago. You don't even teach here. What the fuck are you doing? But he's committed. That's what he said. He keeps saying, he goes, I'm committed to these girls. It's like, well, that's weird. That's weird. You sound like an Islamic warlord. I'm committed to these girls. It's like, yeah, well, six of them are, you know, you beat on a regular basis, and the other one knows her place. Next person that is harder to get along with than the front desk woman at an urgent care, uh, the person who watches best scene compil- compilations of their favorite show. I'll add an addendum. The person who watches best scene compilations of their favorite show and shows other people best scene compilations of their favorite show. Next one. Disney and or Lego adults. No bueno. No bueno. They're, you know, they're cut from the same cloth, these people. They find themselves enveloped in their childhood that they felt they never really lived to the fullest. And now they feel the need to engage in childish activities to fulfill, to like backfill. You know how you backfill a mine after you're done mining for like iron or fucking gold or whatever? You gotta backfill it with cement so it doesn't fucking concave on itself. That's what these adults are doing. They're concaving into themselves like a dying star. They didn't backfill. So they're attempting to backfill something that's uh, left a huge hole for some reason in their life, but they're not doing it fast enough because they're taking a trip to Disney and they're wearing the mask while they do it. And guess what? Those legs don't look so good in those shorts anymore, do they? Yeah. And then the kid goes, hey, can we go on this? And they're going to go, no, we're going to do it in my order because she just has that childhood impulse the same way her kid does. And so the kid's going to grow up realizing that I'm being raised by children. He's going to leave, go to college, and understand that he was mature way before his fucking parents were. In fact, his parents still aren't mature. He's going to lose respect for them and never talk to them again because they're too sunken in to their Disney adult life. 
I built a life-size Mickey Mouse with Legos. They're going to call the son. They say, I built this. Do you want to see it? And he's going to go, Mom, I never loved you. I never loved you. And guess what? I never told you this, and neither did Dad, but he has a severe alcohol problem, and he's been cheating on you since the mid-'70s. And it's even worse. He's cheating on you with trans. Next person who is harder to get along with than the woman at the front desk of an urgent care. Anyone who consistently wears outfits totaling more than three zippers. It's usually a sign of... I don't know, motorcycles or... Fucking, it doesn't matter. And the last uh, group of people who are harder to get along with than the woman at the front desk of an urgent care is black women on the phone. Good luck. Good luck and happy Black History Month. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Go join the Patreon. Don't be a fag. Um, Unjected, fantastic episode, just dropped, when am I putting this out? Two or three days ago. Approximately two or three days ago it was put out. Episode four, um, it was a fun time. It's always a fun time. Go subscribe to that, subscribe to me, subscribe to the Patreon. Um, Tell me this wasn't better. Tell me this wasn't a better episode. I think I stayed a little bit more focused than I usually do. I felt I felt like I was a little bit more focused, right? A lot of focus, a lot of energy, a lot of focus, a lot of intensity. A lot of fun. A lot of fun, a lot of focus, a lot of energy, a lot of intensity. Um, and so I think having Sean here, because even when I see him, sometimes I ignore him when he makes... I, I don't like the motioning that you do, I will say. You do this, because like, my mother used to do that. She's like... Well, you know, it's hard to talk over you. So it is hard to the talk. The best way for me to get my point across is just to mind things. Okay. Because even when I see Sean in, in, you know, my peripherals, um, you know, doing the wrap it up fucking thing, um, you know, which is kind of how a retard walks around. Like, he kind of always has his hand kind of up toward his chest, and the bouncing of his of his stride kind of makes it go in a circle. And it's always the two fingers out and the two fingers in with the thumb out, and it's just kind of going into a very loosely uh, mapped out circle. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. He does the, they call it the retard trot. And so he, you know, him doing that and just seeing that helps me gauge exactly where, um, where the entertainment value is. That's what I'll say. Um, it's, it, it helps me stay in the alley of what will be entertaining to you, I believe. And I think this I think this episode will reflect that. I think you will have felt a little bit higher of an energy because also Sean what I've noticed cuz I had much higher energy than I've had in a while and it's because I am more willing now to just kind of go wherever because I know I've got the guardrails. Right? I want to jump into the deep end because I've got the fucking I got the floaties on my arm. I don't have to worry about sinking. Oh, yeah, this is the first time you've watched it in person. Yes. Yeah. So I think this is, you know, we're going to try to do this. It'll be on Zoom sometimes, you know, here and there. 
We're going to see what we're going to do. Listen, things come, things go. The ebb and the flow of life tend to, to uh, you know, drift your boat to different places. Don't get cocky. So I think I, I think just Sean, having Sean just uh, present is going to help because then I'm going to be able to rant and run my mouth and be able to feel confident that I'm not going to fuck things up by going down a path that is not entertaining, prevalent, informative, or uh, intriguing. So so yes, I I do feel that this is what we're going to be doing moving forward. I think ideally what we're going to do is do. Two solo episodes a month, two guest episodes a month. We're going to try to vary the guests, get more uh, guests with... We're going to try to get a wider variety of guests. That's what we're going to try to do. And uh, go to the Patreon. I'm going to start doing Are You Out of Your Fucking Skulls here and there, 30-minute episodes. You're going to get more content. You're going to get more love. You're going to get more fucking... What, what is it? Fulfillment. Fulfillment. I want to fill you. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to fill you with more stuff. And um, I thank you for listening. I thank you for um, being a loyal uh, consumer of my garbage. And uh, we're going to come back next week, and it'll probably be a guest. And uh, that's it. Thank you, everybody. I love you. I love you. You love me. And, um, you know, context, again. My, that's my advice for this week. Step back. Try to gather the context. You'll be better for it. You'll be the calm, cool, collected, and informed one. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs>